We told you about Gaia Provides a couple months ago. Gaia Provides is back. They are a holistic small batch company crafting quality, lab-tested, hemp-based health and wellness products for pets. Kaplan, you've been giving it to Pancakes, Kaplan. Pancakes the dog over the last few months. How's she doing? Yeah, she loves these. Uh, I give her the beef liver flavor, the ones for small dogs. Um, And I give her a half a treat in the morning, a half a treat at night, and she loves them. They're delicious. She always barks for them. Uh, she's a, she's a, you know, my dog's a little dog. She's a mental patient. I like to say she's a lovable mental patient. So she's always, she's always, uh, stressed out, neurotic, just like me about something, but these, these make her chill. They calm her down. Uh, she does, obviously, you know, she's in a wheelchair. She has a lot of, uh, discomfort, uh, naturally. And these definitely help. Uh, I definitely see, a you know, she's has a high quality of life because of, uh, we take good care of her over here and these are a key part of our daily routine. So we love guy provides over here in the Kaplan household. And all these products, Cap, are THC-free. They do not have THC, which makes them safe for your pets. And I know Pancakes is always scared of all those fireworks you have in Long Island City, Queens, right there on the East River. They're shooting them off all the time. How's she doing with the fireworks once she yeah. takes this guy it provides? Yeah, when I used to be, I used to dread fireworks. I used to dread loud noises and thunderstorms. Um, but now I just enjoy them because when I give them to the pancakes, this makes it, like I said earlier, it makes her calm, makes her cool, makes her collected, makes her just sit there and enjoy life. So these, Look at that. Uh, I love, you they can have these enjoy drops. fireworks again. You can enjoy America again. You can enjoy <laughs> freedom again with Gaia provides everybody check out Gaia provides and use our promo code lost L O S T for a great deal. That is www. G-A-I-A provides P-R-O-V-I-D-E-S dot com. And and then just so you know, they also have on top of the treats, they have these little drops you could put in the food. So if you, you know, if you wanna you, you can get if they don't like the treat for whatever reason, these drops are also delicious. So guy provides. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 231. My name's Turner Sparks. And I am Michael Kaplan. You can find me at turnersparks.com. Buy my album, Turner Sparks, live from the Friars Club at Turner Sparks on Instagram. Find Kaplan at Cap in America on all social media platforms. Kaplan, on the podcast today, we have Bata Bat Bileg, a comedian from Mongolia. And I'm very proud I just nailed his name. I was practicing it before we went on the air. He's doing a great job with the pronunciations. Number yeah. one comedian in Mongolia. And, no, 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 no. <laughs> if you don't believe us, just ask ask Matt Davis. He said, "No, he's there's multiple, but because he's the one doing our podcast, he's number one in our hearts." Kaplan. He's number one. The rest of them are they're they're, they're the enemy at this point. <laughs> the enemy. If you don't come on our podcast, when we set out the bat signal and we say we're doing this topic, 
whatever, whoever says yes first, you become our favorite comedian for life. Yes. And uh, the rest of you guys. And we're going to be talking with him in just a minute about uh, the Mongolian government. There seems to be a battle going on between the president of the country and the parliament of the country. And so we're going to find about that, find out about that in a minute. And thanks to Matt Davis for connecting us. But before we get to that, Kaplan, Petra. Oh, we have a new Patreon subscriber. Can you find out who it is, Kaplan? I believe his name is Dennis Owens. Dennis that, Owens, I welcome mean, to the show. We made the last week. We put the word out. We said we had, we're now back up to 51 Patreon subscribers, which is good. It's nowhere near the 10,000 we're looking for, but we'll yeah. take it somewhere in between 51 and 10,000. Well, I'll be okay with you got to build one yeah. at a time. We said last week that we will make a money back guarantee. We're so proud of so on pay, go to patreon.com slash lost in America to support this show. This show we give you for free. So why not throw us five bucks a month? You get not only this show, you get three extra shows Kaplan and I do every single week. Just Kaplan and I doing a full throttle half hour comedy podcast, comedy show. Listen to it on your way to work, on your way home from work, on the treadmill, in the shower, in the shower, while watching TV. Why not? Just (laughs) turn the TV down. (laughs) Listen Listen to to us. We said Anyone who joins, we will give a one-month money-back guarantee. We don't even get that money back from Patreon. We got to. We lose money on that, yeah. I will put a $5 bill in the mail and mail it to your house, boomer style. And Dennis Owens said, I'll take that deal. And he threw us 10 bucks a month. So join Dennis Owens. You'll get a shout-out on this show, just like Dennis Owens, out to our millions of listeners. How about that? Yeah, and it's a great show. You know, I had the, I had the shot yesterday, the, uh, my second shot of the vaccine, so I'm a little low energy. I would never do that for the Patreon show. This is the free show. I could be low energy for you people. But yes. Patreons get my, they get my absolute best always. They pay I give it for to it. They pay for it. I will, look, if you need, I will say, take $5. I might dust a little anthrax on it, put it in the mail, send it to you. If you really don't like Kaplan the show. Kaplan is but I a think terrorist, like ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I think you will like the show. Give it a chance. Just one month. Give us a chance. So. <laughs> Kaplan Please. turned into begging there. I'm begging. I don't want to have to go back to work. I am like the, everything's opening up. I've gotten two shots. I'm going to have to go back to my day job soon. If we don't Money get more back guarantee. Also, Kaplan, we are now very close. When we hit $400 <laughs> a month, we will throw a once a year party at the Friars Club in New York City for all of our Patreon subscribers and only our Patreon subscribers. No yeah, one else. We will, blue have, shirts we, will have, we will have a bouncer who's like 10 feet tall with a list. Yes. And, a headset, and he will not only send you away if you're not a Patreon subscriber, he will shame you and maybe beat you up a little. So, yeah. You'll get like, beat up if you don't subscribe to our Patreon up, page. Walking by the party. You know what? He'll just Patreon. go find people on the street who don't subscribe to us and go be, just go on a rampage. Wait, why don't we hire some toughs some, like, to actually go and physically force people to sign up for Patreon? Like, That's a good idea because obviously playing nice isn't working. <laughs> this is not working. We need to hire the mob or something. <laughs> <laughs> Let's enlist the, what are the Sheep's Head Bay? Isn't that where they live? Yeah, well, there's a lot of it depends which mob we want. We got well, let's Russian get the mob Russian and, mob. They right, seem like they day. can get down to business. <laughs> they will take care of some. Yeah, the Italian mob hasn't done a lot lately. They will take an entire they will take 99% of our Patreon money, but we'll at least feel good about ourselves. Yeah, but it'll be a bigger pie. Exactly. <laughs> we'll get 1% of a much bigger pie. Yeah. All right. Great. Idea. They'll get us let's $400 a month. I'll tell you that much. The sheep's head bay. <laughs> They'll Russian make us mob. pay for the party, though. So, yeah. But anyway. All right. Kaplan. Here's what I know. On to today's episode. I know that in Mongolia, I lived in China for 12 years and Mongolia was the, as our neighbor. So our yeah. neighbors to the north, they're the Canada of, uh, of Asia. 
That's why I'm counting on you to be the expert because yeah, I, Mongolia, I, I have to admit, I had to look really at the map closely today. I'm a little ignorant. This is a blind spot. So ignorant and a ter- an ignorant terrorist. You don't find <laughs> an ignorant well. terrorist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure exactly. Where so it was. what I know about Mongolia is uh, I do remember that they had a, for well, we pronounce it Ulaanbaatar, but I know that's, that's the capital that's pronounced wildly and correctly. And I know that their slogan was horseplay encouraged. I remember that was in all the airports <laughs> around China. Come to Ulaanbaatar, horseplay encouraged. Is that like their Vegas thing? Like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? The yeah, horseplay encouraged. but it was like you like- can give people noogies and stuff. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's what they mean by horseplay? There's a, lot, there's a wide range of horseplay. Roughhouse. No, I think it also meant they had horses. I think they have a lot of horses up there. You can go to horseback rides. But for the purpose of today's episode, uh, the pre- I look the so the president, this is the headline that we read. The president yeah. has outlawed the opposition party. So the president is part of uh, the Democratic Party of Mongolia. Yeah. Typical Democrats. And the Mongolian <laughs> People's Party is the, uh, the opposition party. And they run the Congress. He runs, he's the president, but they run the Congress. So he decided just to get rid of them. And yeah. he said, that makes it easy. That way I don't have to deal with them anymore. Well, I mean, they came up with a much better name for a party. The Mongolians People's Party is a better name. You just call yourself the Democratic Party. You're, you're, you're losing. You could be so, in any country. They, they say, what, Swedish country. Democratic Party? But they yeah. did Mongolian people. So, okay, we know it's in Mongolia. At least. So, and that's why they, we saw that we're doing some research that they have like, um, he only has, the president only has 12 seats in the parliament, I believe, of his you party. his party. His party. The other party seems to be dominating. So I know I understand why he would try to outlaw them. In my mind, when you're just when you're losing badly, when you're down twelve to sixty four, whatever the matter. Well, yeah, is. but you're a racist terrorist slash now <laughs> an authoritarian leaning dictator. You just I get rid of them. You can't outlaw other parties. But then I read a little more into it, Kaplan. Yeah. And it turned out that the reason why he's trying to outlaw the other party, which you agree with on its face, you don't need any explanation. You just like outlawing other parties. But the reason I was why in, I was in favor. He had me at outlawing parties. Yeah. But the reason why he's trying to do it does make a bit of sense. It's because in the middle of his term, the opposition party who controls the Congress just voted to only allow him to be president for one term. Oh, so before that, you were allowed multiple terms? You were allowed multiple terms. And they said, well, we got to get this guy out. Let's just make this a one-term deal. Mm. And then he said, well, if you're going to make me one term, I'm going to get rid of you. <laughs> I'm just going to And so the each question other. is, does democracy for today's episode, is democracy in peril in Mongolia? I'm not yeah. sure. You can look at it as either side. Both sides are trying to get rid of Both democracy. Both sides are trying to destroy democracy. It's the one thing they agree on. Yes. So <laughs> Batab uh, Bilig, welcome to the show. Everybody check him out. You, He's the owner of UB Comedy Club, which is the number one comedy club in Asia because Kung Fu Comedy Club does not exist anymore. Mm. Got rid uh, of the enemy. But it's also a great comedy club. Matt Davis has performed there. He said, you got to get this guy on. He's fantastic. His club's the best. And also, Bata Bat Bilig is a comedian in his own right and super famous. You look him up. He has millions of views on YouTube over there in Mongolia. So welcome all our new Mongolian fans and welcome Bata Bat Bilig to the show. How did we do on that explanation of your country's government? Yeah. uh, uh, Hey, guys. So, uh, thank you for hey, the thank you for on. the introduction. All the way, in, and you're uh, currently in Ulan Batar, right? Yeah, I'm. Um, yeah, he's I'm a newbie right now. It's it's uh, it's uh, pronounced Ulan Batar. Whoa. So you got you got one wrong, Jenner. Okay, zero for one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, it's uh, twelve 
midnight right now. So that's yes. why you're drinking a beer over there. I see. So. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. You know, speaking to you from the future. It's it's the 12th of May right now. Wow. So, yeah, we're drinking right, coffee. Right. You're you're drinking Coors Light <laughs> or whatever they got. <laughs> yeah. So you basically, I you you guys got it right. Um, in America, the president, you know, he he runs the government, right? Yes. Uh, in yes. Mong- Mongolia, the president is uh. He's he's like a symbol of unity, you know. He's he's a symbolic figure, and he's uh, elected from all the people, from all the districts and all the all the areas. And um, like last year, the the ruling party, the Mongolian People's Party, they uh, uh, they updated. I <laughs> I don't have a lot of vocabulary on the like uh, legal uh, vocabulary. Uh, no problem. They, we'll, we'll they work, updated we'll the. Yeah, they updated the, the, constitution. the constitution. Yeah, yeah, and they uh, they made it so that uh, president have only one one term for six years. Uh, previously, it was like uh, two terms. Uh, president cannot run, uh, you know, for two terms uh, for eight years, right? Four years um, per it, each term. Yeah, in total, eight years. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but the president actually last year he he was involved in the updating of the constitution constitution no. i don't know how how it got slipped you know <laughs> out of his he didn't know what he was signing yeah <laughs> yeah and he, he signed the fine print it. his secretary just said sign this date this and he goes okay i gotta go to lunch yeah. but it's sure. like one of those user agreements on itunes it's, or something it's you just click agree yeah, yeah, yeah. agree agree <laughs> yeah yeah it was too lazy like <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah exactly cap cap got it right man yeah he's he's uh, you know secretary i, I think advisor um was was very involved in the in the process of the constitutional um, updating, and um, yeah, the the new constitution was going uh, was uh, about to be active, you know, in uh, in uh, you know in use this uh, this May two thousand twenty one. Yes, uh, and I think the president didn't know that. <laughs> Whoops. I don't know why. That that's what the people. Uh, people on social media are talking about like h- how did he like sign like for you know maybe he should have like uh, prolonged the the uh, action of the constitution for one more one more year like maybe next year it would be like uh active well, and for him he's currently in his first term right right it's the fourth yeah. year right it's so fourth year is the last year i read there was a getting. question of when he signed it uh, it was when they signed it, when they all passed it in 2019, it was not clear whether that only one term president thing would also apply to him or if this meant starting after him. So maybe he yep. thought like, well, yeah, it doesn't after me. Well, I'm grandfathered in is what we would say. Right. But it turns out and then he found out it said that the uh, it went to the courts and on April 16th, the courts decided well, that thing you signed in 2019 does apply to you. It's not yeah. magically applying after you. So on April 16th is when he flipped out and he <laughs> said, oh, what? Yeah. I didn't know this was me. I'm going to abolish the other party. Yeah, basically what, what he did was uh, he uh, issued a decree. Decree yeah. to like, um, you know, uh, saying that the ruling party was uh, they were uh, they were uh, br- breaking laws, constitutional laws that um, the ruling party was becoming militarized. 
and uh, that's like that was like the main point and yeah. some some other stuff and uh basically saying that this party is um you know um they're going to destroy democracy in mongolia so this party needs to you know disband so but so it's <laughs> to make sure they don't de- destroy democracy he's going to destroy democracy it's preemptive yeah, war yeah, yeah. i like it yeah <laughs> but yeah. it does it's so so <laughs> So it seems so basically this goes back to he should have looked at the constitution in 2019 when he signed it. But yeah, he should have asked his lawyers, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's going on? You always get a second opinion. I mean, my grandmother, she had Alzheimer's and I once we had to get her to sign something and she said, "I need to have someone look over this before I sign it." Even I, her I, with Alzheimer's. Even in Alzheimer's, she remembered a lesson her like father had taught her or something. You never just sign something. So he should have had his lawyers look over that. But did it did it was it six was he thinking he was going to have 6 years at least? Or no, because the new term is six years, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I think uh, he thought that he was going to have six years for one term. Mm. And uh, and the minority party uh, called the, the Mongolian... Oh, no, no, no. It's a National, National, uh, National Workers' Party. I, uh, that's the closest I think yeah, I can, yeah, I can translate. Workers' Party, they... they um, they went to the court, like a court that oversees the uh, oversees the constitution, and uh, they they filed uh, filed uh, uh, what you say a complaint, like yeah, and and they were like, could you check like if if this president is is uh, like viable to to you know um, stay for six years or is and and the and the court decided like no 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 he's He's out. So they so he only get he gets one four year term. Yeah, he really gets screwed. Oh, that is really <laughs> yeah. screwed. Yeah. So I mean, why did why did the um the uh Mongolian People's Party why did they want to change it from two four year terms to one six year term? Is it just because they didn't like him and they wanted to get him out? No, because um every every party that was the ruling party wanted to update the uh, the constitution. Because it had some flaws, you know, the president sh- should like uh, should be uh, like the just a symbolic figure, but the president can um, can elect uh, elect appoint like uh, judges, um, like uh, prosecutors, and some uh, some prosecutors that uh, they work for anti-corruption uh, agency. So uh, the last president, like from, from the current president that, that before, yeah, uh, he he used his powers to like uh, appoint appoint uh, judges, and he used it against his political, you know, political Honest. opposition and yeah. enemies, opponents, yeah, and you know, just uh, just create cases or just you know, you know use his to to his own advantage. So so the parties uh, wanted to. Uh, make the prime minister more uh, powerful and he appoints his uh, cabinet. Uh, before that, the parliament used to appoint the cabinet of the, of the government. So there was a lot of, uh, you know, parliament members, they would appoint themselves as the government, uh, government ministers. And, you know, they would be a parliament member and, and uh, be a government uh, minister. Uh, yeah. And that way, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and they would like not prosecute themselves, not not you know check their powers, and it was flawed. Yeah, yeah corruption. They, so it seems like in a parliamentary system, usually the prime minister is the one that They're makes in charge all the, of the government. Yeah. Yes. And so that's kind of what it looks like Mongolia was trying to get to. Um, what about, okay, so, and then he just agreed to that. So, but if in the elections, like when you elect, when you guys have elections, is it thought of? Because I know you guys have free elections, people vote, you have yes. uh, democracy, all that kind of stuff, which is unusual. You have China to the south of you, Russia to the north of you. Um, yeah. Is it thought of? as when we vote for the president, we're voting for the most powerful person? Or is it thought of when we vote for the party and the prime minister, we vote for the most powerful person among people? Uh, the parliament uh, elections are the most, uh, you know, most significant election. The, but but Mongolian, um, Mongolian gov- like uh, the governance system is, is kind of like uh, unique like that. The president can appoint president is the like uh, uh, commander commander in chief of the army so he can move you know he, he can move the army okay and uh, he can appoint judges like prosecutors and stuff so the president ha- has like uh, you know some power you know so he was elected because in, in figurehead countries they don't the presidents aren't usually elected right they're usually appointed I believe appointed so. from the parliament but yeah uh, yeah yeah but he's elected. But he, and what about yes. he had said, I know now this story we're talking about, we should have said probably earlier, it, it, it came on like fe- uh, April 25th, April 24th, somewhere around there when he called for the to get rid of the other party. Right. Um, yeah. And he also called for the people of the country to protest in the streets in support of him. How that Did go? that yeah. happen? Not really, because it, it was. Okay. Um, he only has twelve. Yeah. Mem- He's not very popular. I don't think his party. So. Well, yeah, as Kaplan's saying, he has yeah. twelve members of parliament out of 70, 74 or something, seventy-six. Yeah, e- even his own party is now divided in two because, yeah, yeah they have two stamps, the two like uh, official stamps of the party, and and now the the Democratic Party is fighting, you know, in between inside. Fighting inside. What do you mean stamps? Stuff. They have like, like just like, two different fractions. You mean, factions? yeah, two different f- fractions and two okay. dif- different like official like stamps. The stamps that you like uh, make something legitimate. Oh, you mean to like sign a law? Or, like, or, no, like the um, uh, to, to like uh, the the party rulers stamp. You know, the huh. you sign sign it and put a stamp on. Oh, okay. So, so no, I don't know what that. No, here it would just be you'd sign your signature. So, I don't yeah. know if it'd be like an official. Like it has to be. You mean like if somebody from the party who works for it, they have to to show that it was part of the party. There's like a, yeah, yes. oh, yeah okay. officiate the step, uh, the the document. I mean, um, we have but, nuclear codes, so maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one, one of those. I hope. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, the head of the Democratic Party is is fighting with the president. So. So, so you know, so the, so they don't agree with him with what he's so, doing. So so the president, yeah, the president, uh, you know, he built his own fra- faction. Yeah, it's faction inside yeah, the Democratic Party, around. and uh, yeah, and and they are fighting between themselves, and and now the Democratic Party is in is is in very bad situation now, right before the presidential election. 
And um, is he more popular though than than the rest of the party? Because the fact that he could get elected tells me when it doesn't seem like the party is very popular shows is he have a personal appeal to the people? I mean, or or no? Am I reading that wrong? Well, uh, I can't say that he's he's really that popular, but uh, he has his uh, you know devoted voters and uh, his his uh, initial like uh, campaign. Uh, Slogan was uh, Mongolia wins, and he he portrayed <laughs> himself. He he yeah he he is a uh, not really not really that good. And, uh, he um he not portrayed as good as himself. Huh? Not as good as horse playing courage, but you know. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he he portrays himself as the strong, you know strong macho man and the wrestler. He he was actually a, like a gold um, medalist, like world champion wrestler. Oh yeah, uh, was he in the Olympics? Uh, no, he was in the like uh, Sambo uh, Wrestling Champions World Championship, and he he won the. Is that real wrestling? Real wrestling, that, not like, fake, not not professional. Sambo wrestling? is uh, like a uh, is like a combat wrestling uh, originated from Russia. Like it's, Whoa. I think it's really hardcore. So why doesn't he just beat up the parliament? Yeah, we should hire this guy for our Patreon. No. <laughs> yeah, I think I I think he, uh, I think he would prefer that if he could, you know. <laughs> so he's just like a tough guy yeah you know he um uh, people say in, in the streets you know he's like uh you know involved in in, in a lot of like shady stuff and ah uh, so what's he gonna do now that he's called for um everyone to protest in the streets and that didn't happen and yeah, he's also called for the disillusion of the other party to get rid of the other party did that happen? Did you guys cover that? I, I stepped away for a second. Uh, no, that did not happen because the Supreme Court, I think the court that oversees the constitutional law, yeah, they did not, uh, they, they did not uh, accept uh, his decree. You know, because they said that it's it's not it's not um, legal. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So and also also I think the ruling party, um, you know, they don't just. You know, they don't just dis- dissolve, disband. You know, <laughs> yeah. when you because how can like people to? in yeah, how can people like just in in power, you know, just imagine like like Trump saying like to the Democratic Party, you know, you should you guys just should quit, you know. And yeah, it's it 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 it's, it's like a real hail mary. And what did, is the uh, Supreme Court listen? Like, imagine arguments of the Supreme Court. Like, I mean, was there be? any? Did this guy? <laughs> yeah. In this guy's brain, did he think that they would actually go away? No, he was. I think he was just trying to stir up something like, um, you know, uh, some chaos. You know, people going out in the streets, and I think he was trying to declare a state of emergency and uh, bring in the army and, uh, you know, put the people, uh, people's party, people in jail. I think. Wow. Maybe. Does, maybe. Does he control the army? Yeah, he's the commander in chief. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The president. So um, now that that didn't happen, um, yeah. when he leaves office in May, or is it May or June? Uh, June. It's yeah, May June. now. Yeah. Okay. So in a, when he leaves office in June, could he uh, have criminal charges against him for trying to? Is that illegal? Anything he did? Uh, yeah. It's 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 like a, almost like a tradition that. <laughs> Mongolian prime ministers or presidents, they always, always get, uh, you know, 
called by the, by, by the by the court and by the you know prosecutors you know did they go to prison uh yeah one did one one, one uh ex-president did and one uh like a lot of a lot of prime ministers did go to prison because um i don't know why you know it, when you're in that position i think you have to bro- break the law or something you have to steal i don't know you know it, it just happens you know because everyone is corrupt you know the big businesses are like very um they have lots of powers and they have lots of influence in the government and you know they do like um well this thing starts like in the united states we rarely arrest presidents but maybe never have we ever kaplan arrested a president after they left office no okay never. no and it's this <laughs> wow. I, it, it it seems like in the united states it's this agreement that and they definitely most of them have well i mean ford crimes. actually pardoned ford actually pardoned nixon or he could have yeah, yes most of them <laughs> have committed crimes but the <laughs> yeah. idea is that once if we arrest the other party then when they get power they will arrest people from our party so it's almost this like rich guy powerful guy kind of like deal they make with each other that right, you know we won't arrest you, but you don't arrest us <laughs> because they know that the minute you start arresting, then everybody's getting arrested on both sides. It comes and, a banana republic. You know, you don't want to do that. Yeah. And that know. happens. Well, I mean, you could say whether it's good or bad, but I mean, yeah. it happens in a lot of countries where it's just like in Peru, we've talked about in the past, they just yeah. start arresting everybody. And that maybe that's what's going on in Mongolia. Cause you could for sure arrest American leaders for crimes. <laughs> yeah. Like how, how does that not happen? Because they agree not to. That's the only. I mean, Kaplan, I mean Trump could still be arrested. Where he could he may break this, but yeah. maybe he not. So many crimes. I would be surprised. I would be surprised if Trump got arrested and went to prison. I would be I very yeah. surprised. Prison, yes. People mm-hmm. in America who are important don't usually go to prison. They don't yes. go to prison because they know then that you're the minute Trump. If Trump wins three years from now, he's going to go arrest everybody on the other side. Yeah, but he also couldn't deal with prison. Whereas a samba wrestler, this guy could. Uh, Take care. Well, of he's cut out for it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He could be his own prison guard. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. So what I want to get into in just a minute, we're going to take a break in a second. But bef- after we come back from the break, I want to get into how this dem- democracy, because it, it is Mongolia, is a functioning democracy. Yeah. Let's get how that how that came about post USSR, post nineteen ninety, all that kind of stuff. But Kaplan, before that. Uh, we are part of the world's smartest podcast network, proud members of the world's smartest podcast, and inaugural network. members, right? Founding members, founding member. We're the founding fathers. Some would say <laughs> you're yeah. our Hancock. You we, have a, we have a founding mother too, but yes. Yeah. Well, that's a, you know, it's a term that can mean it's genderless term. Genderless. Uh, Andrea Jones Roy is the host of a, uh, ask a political scientist show. She has a new show coming out soon. So subscribe to Ask a Little Political Scientist. Maybe it'll be on the same feed. That's probably a smart move if she does yes. that. And also uh, Andrew Heaton, the great Andrew Heaton, the great Mighty Heaton, the is Mighty the host Heaton. Yeah. of the Political Orphanage podcast. Check all that out. WorldSmartestPodcastNetwork.com. Now, Kaplan, a word from your local sponsor. All right, we're Thank back. You sponsors. We're back. <laughs> wow, that's uh, like... Thanks yeah, to all cool. of them. They're great for sponsoring us. They're the ones who are keeping the lights on around here. They keep the, they keep cap out of uh, the poorhouse, frankly. Keep, <laughs> yeah, because I can't count on these Patreons, so I got to count on them. 
These Patreon subscribers. I mean, Dennis Owens is doing his part. Dennis Owens kept me out of the poorhouse this week, but everyone else is trying to put me in the poorhouse. So. <laughs> trying to put you in. Yeah. So, 51, hey. 51 Patreon subscribers. And 51. what's what's a million minus 51? That's how many non-Patreon subscriber <laughs> listeners we have. Uh, so, but Todd, so how did... Looking back in Mongolia, half the reason why we wanted to do this episode is just because we don't know much about Mongolia, especially how it came out of because Mongolia was part of the USSR. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, not not like actual like a part part of the USSR, but we were in the influence sphere. We were oh, satellite. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of like yeah, yeah, satellite. Uh, our uh, national budget was uh, issued, uh, you know, issued from the USSR. You know, they gave us money, you know, and ah. um, yeah. Uh, and in, in the 90s, a um, lot of students and uh, university teachers, uh, they were, you know, talking about new ideas, you know, free speech and, uh, you know, individual rights and all that stuff. And uh, they went to the, to the streets, to the to the main square called Sukhpatr Square. And, um, you know, I think, uh, and a lot of people say, uh, you know, and my pa- parents say, uh, the, the people who were in power th- at that time who were like the, you know, bred Soviet, you know, people, but they were really chill dudes, you know, they just <laughs> gave their power. Okay, let's... You know, communists? Yeah, yeah. They said like, Okay, let's trust our our young generation, and you know, let's check this democracy thing out. And um, <laughs> after that, a lot of is it like of, hippies? Let's check, let's check this democracy <laughs> thing out. Spicoli running your country. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know there are like stories like uh, the the this main sec- secretary uh, secretary of the ruling party. He was like uh, when he stepped down from power, he went like standing in the line for bread you know because the economy was it was it was shut down you know it was a planned economy now it's free economy yeah free market economy so like everyone's like jungle law you know this was 1992 or what year was this about 1990 is when they broke away 1990 okay yeah yeah 1990 and 1991 too uh i was i was born in 92 uh okay yeah and uh you know uh i hear stories from my mom like she she was pregnant with me and she was standing in the line for for bread and salt. There were like only like three items in the store: you know, oil, bread, and and salt. Nothing else. And a lot of lot of people, a lot of uh, educated people, they just went, you know, broke. They they couldn't like adapt to the free market. So they they had stable jobs and stable like salaries. Now they just have to like you know hustle in the streets. You know what 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 should they yeah, do? Yeah, because like, when it goes from so in 1989 and before then, if this is, was it like a, a communist setup where the totally government planned. gives you a yeah. job, yeah. you work at a factory yes. or something. And then overnight, all those factories closed down because they're unnecessary. If you, instead of needing a thousand workers in actuality, they might need a hundred workers, right? So then 900 people don't have a job. Is that, is, I mean, I know that's how it worked in Eastern Europe. Is that similar in Mongolia? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, yeah. actually, like everybody went like jobless. Wow! You know, mo- mo- most like factories shut down, and uh, it was it was up for privatization. And yeah, you know, actually, the current president he he bought the he bought the main meat factory, meat factory, and uh, uh, 
the the bread bread and uh, bakery factory. It, yeah. it was like a big big factory, you know, communist, you know, yeah. Soviet style factories. And yeah, after after the privatization, like everyone went to the streets, and those those big factories were so on very low priced, you know. And actually, he like uh, bought like stocks from people. You know, people were try- selling their stocks from the from the factory for just bread and you know, <laughs> just oh had stocks. <laughs> so during communism, did everyone yeah. own a part of the factory? Oh uh, no! After the after the uh, you know pri- privatization, yeah, like people were like uh, issued stocks. You know, people were given it. Give yeah, given, and okay. like f- few few smart people, few like people in the know. He, you know, they, they bought the stocks for, for very cheap, you know, mm-hmm. cents on the dollar. And the government kind of gave them a stock of the company they used to work at. So as a, as an idea, is that what, what happened? Yeah, I think so. I was a baby. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, that sounds right. As an idea of like, all right, well, you don't have a job anymore, but you own a piece of this company. Yes, yes, yes. And huh. then they just Basically, sold it to, so some rich guy came in. And like how they do with for- oil in America, like mm-hmm. land rights. Oh, I'll just buy all your all your shares. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. But but we, I think we should give uh, our current president some props because he was a uh, yeah when he was um you know before before the nineteen nineties democracy revolution, um, you know very few people had passports, and he was a uh, international wrestler. He was a competitive wrestler, and he had a passport, and he, he like went to uh, uh, Singapore and uh, in competitions, and that's when he like saw like uh, video cameras, and he bought video cameras and sold them sold them in Mongolia like a uh, you know very wow. high markup price, and that's how he started his business. Yeah. So before that, there was no video cameras. You know, only the TV, the main TV station had. Yeah. TV station. yeah. Okay. And so with like, just from stories from your parents, I know you weren't alive, but were they, <laughs> were people in favor, wanted the freedom from the USSR or did people wish it was like how it was before where they had a job and all that stuff? No, there's a, you know, some people who were part of the system, who were dependent of the system, they they would like naturally defend their system, right? Yeah. Uh, but mostly young people, they would, you know, they would talk about freedoms. You know, they listen to American songs, English songs, and they they see like people, uh, you know, being free and expressive, and having like having like their own property. Yeah. Uh, Who's getting over yeah. there? Is it like what music? Like Phil Collins? <laughs> I know he was big yeah. in China in 1990. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. My my dad to... actually, you know, um he, he told me a story that um uh, every like uh Mongolian, you know, not I I, th- I think not every but um some elite classes of Mongolian uh families they had the Russian radio um Russian radio. And yeah. you know America, America used to uh, like uh, it does now, and America used uh, used to from from Japan or I think Saipan, uh, U.S. base. They would uh, transmit radio waves to the Soviet bloc. Yeah, radio free 
America, America or something, right? Was yeah, it called Radio Free yeah. Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah Radio yeah. Free Europe. Some, or Asia. And they would like uh, they would uh, transmit like LA rock stations. Yes. And my my dad used to like in during nighttime he would take his my my grandfather's radio and in in, in his bedroom he would like try to tune into American stations and. Like during nighttime, I think the Soviet uh, radio blockers would like shut off some okay. for a few hours or something like that. Yeah, and he would like catch like Prince songs and Michael Jackson songs. Really? And, and yeah, that's yeah, it's, awesome. It's, 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 that's it's a really cool story. And he was like, his mind was blown. You know, he, he was he listened to such different songs from uh, from what what he listens from the central TV. You know. Yeah, the USSR music was mostly like marches and things like this. <laughs> yeah, like uh, uh, really uh, big rock group songs. Yeah, you're saying really Prince wouldn't have made it in the USSR. <laughs> no, he would have. He would have been gigantic. It's like they weren't allowed yeah. to listen. To I him. know, I know, I know. I mean, yeah. the government. Yeah, but oh wow. no. Who, what who about heavy metal? Were Mongolians into heavy metal? Uh, now, yes, they're like uh, heavy metal bands, and uh, now we have a uh, like a world famous metal band called the Who. You know. The who? <laughs> the who? The yeah. who? Yeah. H-U. H-U. Ah, H-U. Yeah. I like they're, it. They're doing their thing, Cause, you know. Because that was also when um, Chinese people are in the, like older Chinese people, like Generation X type people, like 50-year-olds, they're super into heavy metal because that was also the <laughs> first. It was because that was the first music yeah. that came to China when China got allowed to listen, you know? Uh-huh. So like all the older guys I know are like giant 80s, 1980s American heavy metal fans. Heavy metal music. Wow. And Russia oh, is too. so cool. Russia, they like heavy metal. This is what yeah. got there first. Um, wow. And so how did... Yeah. So, I know so that it went peaceful. the transfer was peaceful. Yeah. From, from the USSR to Mongolia. Yeah. It, what, there was no like real violent revolution. They didn't have to do anything. You didn't have a wall to it, break it, down or anything. No. No. It could have been violent and it could have been, uh, they had the army like ready to like, just, just, you know, Tiananmen square, you know, but, but Mongolians are, um, there's like a difference between Mongolians and, and, and we are nomadic people, you know, uh, from our like origin, we are nomadic and we, uh, we value individual freedom. We could like move, move away, like, uh, in our like vast country and, uh, well, we are very independent. It's in our nature. So um, I think we value like individual freedoms and individual like uh, independence. And I think that really was um, was the key, you know key. So it was just in, like in, in your the- nature to have to open up. And I guess the USSR was falling, so they weren't right. putting up yeah. a fight. To they try used to, to have military them. bases, right? I assume that they, they, yes, they removed. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. So Were they, there Russian military in, in Mongolia? Yes, there was because, um, yeah, um, <clears throat> Russian military, um, the USSR had, um, had conf- uh, like, you know, uh, com- conflict with the, with the China. People's Republic of China, but yes. not really like a physical conflict. Yeah, and Cold, like, Cold War type. Yeah, they moved a lot of, you know, manpower and equipment into Mongolia just to like you know deter. Yeah, that war. makes sense because your border, you border up to, I mean, inner Mongolia, but that's all that's part of China. That's yeah. on your border, so they would move their troops 
to your border that borders China. Interesting. Kaplan, did you know that? That was something I didn't learn till I moved to China, that we thought it was us against communism, but even within them, China and the USSR were had inner I, I knew they weren't fighting. They had inner things, but I yeah, not I don't fighting, know. but yeah. you know, a cold well, war. The, they had their own like, cold who war. Who was the biggest yeah, yeah. dog in the you know on the block Russia was fighting USSR. a cold war on two fronts. They were fighting a lot of yeah. But once it fell, it fell and China China had the last laugh. So so what yeah. about um <laughs> has there ever been a, a party? And I we should say that the the Mongolian People's Party that we were talking about earlier that the president tried to just get rid of, they've been around since like 1905. Oh. And they were the party through the USSR rule. So yeah, they were the one party in charge. They're the so. longest historical history, they have the longest history party. It would be getting rid of them is like bizarre. And seemed yeah. like it had no chance. Actually, it's a good name. I told you. <laughs> yeah. This year is the hundredth anniversary of the Mongolian People's Party. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, so, so when democracy start. Ago, oh, sorry. Um, no, no. Uh it's coming. What was the question? You were saying a hundred years. Oh, I was just gonna say when democracy started, were they the, the de facto party that was gonna be like do the best in the elections? Is that how it or was there like how many yeah, parties? in 1990, when, they, when the USSR fell, were mm -hmm. they automatically the ruling party? After it? No. The students and the, the university teachers and people who were you know, uh, trying to bring, bring in ideas of democracy, free, free market, and uh, you know, libertarian like, like, uh, you know, ideas, yeah. they formed the party of Democratic Party. And they uh, formed the other parties too, you know, so, so, socialist democratic party and uh, uh, green party and and uh, uh, the the former the, the Mongolian people pa people's party was named uh, Mongolian uh, people's revolutionary party like before before the democratic revolution, yes. and they changed their name uh, because they split in two, and after two thousand ten or something like that. And so, yeah. So with comedy, you're now, when did you guys start doing comedy? What year? Uh, 2014. And when you started January. in 2014, were you kind of, that was the first in Mongolia? Uh, well, uh, stand up, the, the, the form of stand up, like uh, doing, doing like, like comedic speech, you know, comedic uh, yeah. you know, performance, like, one person on stage in a, in a like a, a bar envir environment, you know, alcoholic environment. It was the first that that one was the first. But before we had like uh, people who do comedy, like uh, one person would talk on on stage on um, uh, not not non-alcoholic environment, and <laughs> uh, like the most popular was uh, the theatrical comedy style, like in a uh, theater yeah genre yeah people would act out like s sketches on on stage mm. and that was the like the main main uh type of comedy and uh you know uh, i really liked american comedy and uh you know uh like grew up watching uh on youtube like uh russell peters he he was really big like the first big yeah. uh, you know international he was so influential throughout asia um yes. that i don't know in America, if, if everyone knows that, but anywhere mm -hmm. I would go the first couple of years. So we started, I started in late 2009 in Suzhou in China 
and then Andy nice. Curtin 2010, and then we grouped up and started Kung Fu Comedy. So I was touring 2012, 13, 14, 15 around Asia. And everywhere you would go, people would say like, oh, comedy, you're a comedian, Russell Peters. That was like the first thing they said. Yeah. And then eventually they started saying Joe Rogan. And that's when I left. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. early it was Russell Peters. They all loved him. Yeah. Yeah. But I liked uh, uh, Cat Williams. He, he oh, was yeah. on a big, big. Yeah. That's awesome. He's a street uh, because, because I, yeah, I, I really love uh, hip hop culture. I, I was, uh, I was in the rap group and my friends are rappers now. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, they're nice. really like popular in Mongolia, and um, I really like Cat Williams, Dave Chappelle. Um, it was their their spe specials were on YouTube, and um, you know Bill Hicks. Oh um, wow, you were, you yeah. saw it all. That's what's great about YouTube is you could just watch, like you could click through no matter where you are. So you guys have. Yeah. Um, has it been t difficult to maintain? A democracy because like we were saying earlier you have china below you russia putin and russia above you has there been mm -hmm. any point when either side has tried to gain ground into mongolia or do they kind of have their own problems <laughs> yeah it hasn't thought of them yet no yeah no 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 they're they're always you know even america and japan oh, yeah. um china the, the the big um big countries the big powers they're always trying to uh, gain influence in Mongolia because you can see on the on the map, Mongolia is is in the middle of you know Russia, China, very close to you know Korea, North Korea. We have a diplomatic relation, a great relationship with North Korea. Really, you have a great relationship? and South Korea, Rocket Man. Yeah, and <laughs> you, have you have a great, a great relationship yeah. with North and South Korea. Are they the only yeah, country uh, that you say that about? We, <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, we, uh, we used to have a really good relationship with North Korea, and uh, now it's like we still maintain the relationship, you know, and uh, we have a great uh, relationship with South Korea. You know, Japan always try to help us. You know, they, uh, they have their JICA program. They give us, you know, technology and funds and, and stuff, you know. I think they, they also have their interests too. And sure, um, we, we I feel like, all the big powers, even European Union, they're always doing some projects here, you know. Yes. And Mongolian government and Mongolian um, people, we are, we are always trying to, you know, delicately balance all the powers. We can't, we can't allow China to have, like, very big influence. We can't allow Russia to have big influence. We, you know, we always try to like maintain interests in our country you know yeah it and is mongolia has a lot of play everyone against of, each other kind of thing where you, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 because we our population is 3.3 million you know it's it's smaller than new york which is and, amazing because it's such a big land area yeah for that 3.3 million yeah so um and also mongolia has a lot of natural resources natural uh you know minerals Mining, and right? metals yeah Yes, you know, some, some, so do you, some does Mongolia, Mongolia, does Mongolia take money from all these, a little bit of money from all these countries? I mean, money, I mean, in, you know, like money could come in the form of technology or from, yeah, yeah. from, from Japan. It does make sense. I'm surprised the United States hasn't made a bigger push into Mongolia because it's a democracy between Russia and China. You think we would want to have 
we would want to give you billions and then have our military set up there and have an air force base and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? I, th- I think that's too much, you know, we, yeah. we can't allow our American military base. Oh, I agree. Right in, yeah. Right yeah. in between of it. That's just calling for tr- trouble. That seems you know? like problems. Yeah. We've yeah. Base in yeah, yeah, yeah. China and Russia. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we can't allow that, but, but, uh, you know, we could work together, you know, America, uh, we need American investment, you know, and, you know, uh, but also like, like standard comedy is like, uh, you know, it's the byproduct of democracy, you know? Yes. So, um, like soft power, soft cultural, you know, influences. I think well, that's what's a, interesting a lot of- comedy wise is that you're, you guys, I assume, can you say whatever you want on stage when you perform? I mean, it's a free. Well, not if someone like reports the police, you know, but, uh, I, you know, I, we can talk about sex, you know, we can talk yeah. about like uh, political stuff. We can talk about like, uh, you know, like, like in America and, you know, comedians can talk about Trump, you know, saying his name. You can talk I mean, about the president. You we, almost yeah, have we, to. It's almost impossible <laughs> to have a career in that. <laughs> uh, but, but you could you can talk about that stuff as you're saying yeah, yeah but but you know uh the the people in government they, they're always trying to chip away on freedom of speech you know so yeah you own a comedy club yes is do. it <laughs> do you have problems at all not really i never had like um um one time i was talking about uh cannabis on stage like how it's stupid that it's illegal and you know people arrest like people who are like have cannabis and and one time um like two times actually i've had police come to my comedy club and uh, and ask me some questions they did not like arrest me they asked me like what were you talking about and i was like i was making a joke about like you know cannabis and they were like don't do that again and they just went, went away. I can't believe that's the thing they would. Uh, I mean, that's kind yeah. of fair. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's, it's not. Of course, in like other places, you can do that. But I guess if you're talking about something illegal, I don't, I'm not saying it's fair, but I understand right. it. And it also that doesn't mm, seem too limited. <laughs> yeah. Also, you. Yeah. That's also like literally in New York. If you can't talk about the president, that would get rid of half the comics. And if you can't talk about weed, it would get rid of the other. <laughs> it half would actually comics. improve American comedy if we had censorship would. because people I would agree. Be to talk about. That's what I was trying to get to. That was the quality. Be like, that would be creative. a good thing. Yeah. Maybe you have to get more creative. Exactly. Well, you yeah. do. Yeah. I honestly, the most creative comedy I've ever seen in my life came out of the group of people I started with in Shanghai and Suzhou. Get around because the there were limited things. Not to get around it. Just to, it makes you focus on yourself. Doing comedy about yourself is never against the rules, mm. but mm-hmm. and it, and it doesn't and like that way. Not everyone's a hack talking about the president or talking about the parliament or whatever the government thing or that dumb thing in the news that everyone makes a joke Those about. Knuckleheads in Congress are at it again. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> and it makes people yeah. tell their own personal story as opposed to the bullshit and other stuff. So I kind of yeah. get it. That that's good, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, like some, sometimes I feel like talking too much about Trump on stage is, is kind of too much, you know. Of uh, course. Wait, that happens in Mongolia. People talk too much about Trump. <laughs> Just let me tell you, it's no. worse in New York. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. No. Especially when he's not even in the news anymore. Yeah. That's the thing. Like he's literally not in the news. Keeping him alive, you know. I know. It's the only way half these people can maintain a career is to keep (laughs) him alive. Uh, So what? So um, you've been traveling around. So what I'm saying is that I think you guys, because Matt Davis told me that he went one year and met you guys, and this is only less than five years ago, I would say. And then yeah. you were just like nice guys who just were thinking about maybe opening a comedy club. And then he went back a year later and you were all famous. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. and you had this amazing <laughs> comedy club. How did that happen? Um, yeah, it happened. Uh, well, Matt, Matt Davis, I got to give credit to him. He's the first uh, international comic to uh, you know, come and perform in Mongolia. So um, you know, shout out to Matt Davis. And uh, he's a really good guy, and um, he's like yeah. Prince for the, your grand your father listening. He will also music. be on the living room show this <laughs> Friday night, eight p.m. Eastern. Check oh, it yeah. out, on Zoom. nice. Check him out, and he he came in 2016 when 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 I was uh when we were uh, still like um uh, like hopping around bars and now I, I I was going to bars and just meeting the managers. Can can I do like a funny show like? Uh, on your, on your did lo- they know what that- stand-up comedy was not like most of them did not like know yeah. what i was doing you know i i didn't even know like how to write a joke and it was like it just happened happened like that and um uh i think matt davis came back the second time in 2018 or 2019 that's when i opened uh our ub comedy club and um he he saw saw the progress but the pro uh the but the progress, let me just say, the progress, progress was he like, saw yeah. was that you and him were walking down the street together and people were stopping you in the streets. You're a famous person all of a sudden. He's like, dude, this guy is famous. <laughs> like you stop at a restaurant, everyone knows who he is. They know him walking down the street. Yeah. It's it modest. Was- you're making him. Yeah, you're glossing <laughs> over that fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, was, it happened because of uh, social media. Because, you know, we didn't have any, any like... Uh, like stand-up uh, form of comedy before and you know stand-up is very um very quick like when some some something happens we can like make a joke about it like that day and or like the next day and just and then you put record, it on social media put it put that clip on social media and you know it becomes viral because the topic is hot mm-hmm. and uh you know that way like a lot of m- most of the young people saw uh ub comedy and you know it became uh popular like that that they wanted they saw it on social media and then they want to come to the comedy club and see it live yes and that's you you're the man you're the famous person that's on social media that's amazing man oh yeah how many how many comedians do you have now roughly about in the scene uh i would say like uh 20 to 30 great comedians like I started out first, I was alone, you know, uh, I was just, I, I didn't even like have a stage and uh, I used to do like, uh, uh, like, you know, just uh, bring my own curtains, you know, like blue curtains. I saw the Jimmy Fallon show on tonight show and he had the blue curtain. I really liked that color and went <laughs> to the market. He comes through. Yeah. I went to the market and like uh, bought a blue, blue, uh, blue cotton material and, 
uh, went, <laughs> you know, made a curtain and I, everywhere I, uh, every bar I go, I just hung up the blue curtain and that Amazing. was my bring brand. Bring your own curtain. See yeah. all these comedians complaining that no one will book them on their show. They're like, I can't get stage time. They won't book me because they don't like blah, blah, blah. Fill in the blank, whatever <laughs> diversity yeah. there. They won't book this. They, go build your own stage. How about that? Start your yeah. own show. Bring your own curtain. Go buy some go, curtains. Go to the market. Yeah. Buy a blue curtain. You can perform anywhere. I like this story. This is this is how it should be. Exactly. You do it yourself first. Yeah. So I really wanted to have uh, like a, a professional, you know, like a real comedy club in Mongolia. So um, I, I, you know, I, I like last seven years of my life, like I, uh, I just dedicated, you know. To this to this art form and it really paid off well i think i i, I have a like a real uh good like a development i feel like i have developed as a person you know i was hustling you know just yeah. uh, going to bars and meeting new people i like actually got in a, in a fight on stage like uh, oh, a that's a good times. that's a good point of development is when you fight an audience member on stage <laughs> yeah you you actually fight for your stage time you know <laughs> Basically, the loser yeah. goes home. No yeah. stage time. Loser because leaves town. Match? Loser leaves town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because the, like the, there was no stage, no no like a crowd control. The, no, you know. Yeah, if you're the, the one who's putting up the curtain, I don't think they're offering a bouncer. Yeah, I was I was the one like uh, you know taking ticket ticket money you know yes. uh, at the door and I just put hung up the curtains and uh, announced myself from the back of the curtain you know wow. here goes butter and I come out and do like forty minutes shitty set yeah and I f- <laughs> fight on stage like choke choke one guy out on stage and- <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> yeah was he a heckler or just and uh- there's no opener it's no, literally was- you're the entire show yeah I'm the entire show and uh, great you know. The drunk guy just tried to like rip my curtain and uh that's oh, like that's your curtain, curtain is very special to me that's your blood yeah, yeah you put that up yourself yeah. i can't let that happen so um <laughs> so i i fought him and actually like um let me show you this guy look at this on the youtube on the video yeah this is the curtain uh cloth I, I made it like a keychain i try to like uh, make it a um, you made a keychain this- out of the original curtain you made a little pouch yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I made like a hundred of them and gave to like my my family, my friends, and all the people who supported me uh, in the early days. So they have wow, a, like that a, curtain made your first million. Uh, yeah, uh, and you're I, on the I Tonight Show. You have your story. You, oh, and you go on the Tonight Show. You have a perfect story. This you is gotta bring the, pre- the curtain. Oh, you got yeah. We gotta. Oh man, <laughs> he's gonna love that. This video might get yeah. you on the Tonight Show. That's amazing, dude. And you so you set you set up the room. Bring the curtain, take the tickets, announce yourself, host the show, kick Punch a guy's ass, ass. <laughs> kick some ass, <laughs> yeah, take some true. names, and go home. Have a That's beer at the bar. That's a night. That's a night Andy of work. and I, I used to think that Andy, yeah. ironically, Andy Curtin, I used to think that Andy and oh, I yeah. were badasses because <laughs> we would host, one of us would host and the other one would take tickets. And then if I'm hosting and he's taking tickets, he would be the middle act. So I bring him to stage oh, nice. and then I'd run and go take tickets while he's on stage. And then we'd go, and then we'd bring up the headliner. But you did the entire thing by yourself. That's pretty. Yeah, the early us. days were rough, you know. Uh, but but it's in Asia, in in every Asian like uh, Asian scene, it starts like that. It has, you know. To. Uh, yeah, Brian Aylward, he he started uh, in in Korea, in South, South Korea. Korea. Yeah, yeah, he started the Seoul comedy scene, and you know, it's uh, every, every scene has the exact same story. It takes what someone like us 
to just be like, yeah. fine, I'll be the guy who takes the tickets, brings the curtain, kicks someone's ass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got to be willing to do all that. Andy was the ass kicker. I was not. I was the. Uh, I was going to say, if you, were, if you were left to be the ass kicker, you guys were in trouble. Yeah, we would have folded <laughs> after six months. But Andy kicked yeah, like a Chinese, Australian. Oh, uh, yeah. Did you have like uh, hecklers, like rough hecklers to try to like uh, physically confront you? Uh, yes, we did. We had a guy in Sujo early on who's a friend of mine, but had a couple too many cocktails, mm. uh, <laughs> attack a comedian on stage. Very, I say six months into us doing comedy. Joe Schaefer? No, 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 no. <laughs> they didn't attack Joe. It was, it was enough different guy. But anyway, no, yeah. We, yeah, we've seen it all. We had a band. We were on, we were doing a show in Shanghai and our show started 30 minutes late, no fault of our own. So that we ended 30 minutes late and there was like a house band, like a cheesy cover band <laughs> that was supposed to go on after us. Mm, and this yeah. was me, William Childress, Andy Curtin, Drew Freilich. And as we came out the door, they were all waiting for us outside <laughs> to kick our ass. Oh, wow. Well, Childress is a big guy. Nice. Yeah, yeah. We had Childress go first and that, that calmed <laughs> them down. But it was because it, we were, we took 30 minutes of their stage time apparently. And so this like, cover band <laughs> they couldn't do huey lewis in the news covers so they wanted to fight us i mean it was so ridiculous so do you think i guess the question out of this big news story to bring it back is that democracy might be threatened in mongolia after 20 years of a great democracy it might be threatened because both people are both sides are wrestling for power do you think that's going to happen or do you think democracy is fine <clears throat> in mongolia um i would say it depends on on us actually like um there's a I, I i i can't remember who said it but there's a great quote by an american uh leader i think every generation has to defend democracy yes uh, every generation has to like spell bl blood or something like that it was it was pretty like Let's just, just say, you, all you do is say who said it. Say George Washington. Is that Eisenhower? Or, uh, you just have to say like Bukowski. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It was Abraham Lincoln said that at Gettysburg. You just say it and people believe you. We yeah, no one looks this stuff up. No one's going to look <laughs> it up. Just you got to pick a name, go with it. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was Chinggis Khan, you know. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> um, oh, wait. Can I ask a question? Who's, how do you say his name? Because Joe Rogan mm -hmm. always says Genghis Khan, like he's like a real blowhard move. Yeah, he's he's actually trying to pronounce it right, uh, but yeah. but but I know that Americans laugh at you know people trying to pronounce it like like the 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 original <laughs> pronunciation. So what is it's, the original pronunciation? Yeah. Chinggis Han. Chinggis Han. Chinggis Han. Chinggis Han. That's a good blow hard move to pronounce it right. Correct people who pronounce it wrong. Right. <laughs> well, I'm gonna whenever I'm on Joe Rogan, I'm gonna correct him. Because he says Genghis Khan. <laughs> he does it so that people will try to correct him so he can say the uh, other way. But it's Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. Yeah. All right. So anyway, yeah, yeah, but, back to democracy. What do you think? It's, it's going to make it. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, I think like it's it's uh, we have to take responsibility, you know, in 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 the democracy. We have to we have to take care of it like a garden, you know, take out the bad weeds out, you know. Water the you know good plants like free speech and free press you know individual rights and all those um, great uh, values we have to like uh, keep it going and we have to fight for it uh, and uh, sometimes I feel like on, on doing comedy in Mongolia we're like on the battle front you know yes Just, uh, I'm try to tell yeah, trying to jokes. like yeah. yeah even even talking about like sex and you know dick and saying dick jokes you know. Like, 
because there's a, a lot of uh, people who ha still have that uh, like socialist, you know, Soviet kind of mindset that you know the stage is holy, you know, only the mm -hmm. only the like the the best artist that who you know. Um, you know, respects the audience. Yeah. Yes, they uh, want like ballerinas and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, not no dick jokes. They don't want you, dick jokes. You tell them Thomas Paine said a society, a, a democracy without dick jokes is a democracy that dies. Just tell them. <laughs> that. Yeah, you couldn't have uh, said it better. <laughs> and uh, I, I think it's 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 our responsibility, and uh, it's our uh, we have to defend it, and we have to pass on the values to our next generation. So uh, I think it's, it is our time now. And, um, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't want to give powers to anybody. Like, I, I don't want anyone to like defend my rights. I, I will defend my own rights and, uh, you know, yes. uh, make, make an example uh, like that. So um, I want to encourage uh, young people everywhere in, in the world, you know, um, you, are the, you are the owner of your own life. You are the, you know, You own your destiny and um, you just got to do it, man. I like, I did it like comedy is at first, like my family didn't like accept, like, because uh, my girlfriend became pregnant, like um, not by me. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I was going to, I was having the congratulations teed up when you said that. <laughs> I was kidding. Yeah. You know, girlfriend pregnant i didn't have any job and was doing like, like this thing that nobody understood and um you know so just uh and it works go go for your you know what's 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 in your heart and you know just be the be be the boss you master of your destiny guys just That's do it beautiful yeah. yes and Uh, Bata Batbilik, thank you so much for doing the show, man. So we think that this next thank election will be fine. Next month is the We're election. Have it. It's going ahead. We there stand. will be an election. There will it will go through. Is that right? Yes, uh, it will go through, and uh, the People's Party will be on the ballot. Yeah, People's Party on the ballot, Democratic Party on the ballot, National Workers Party on the ballot, and that's beautiful. Uh, there's Like, like st still, but elections are never perfect. There is still like uh, shenanigans going on every election. There's like fake oh. accounts on Facebook trying to like uh, sway the opinions of people. And, yes. you know, that's just kind of reality now. Just don't yeah. rig the election like we did. Have a uh. look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and we're going to, we're going to hit number one in Mongolia. I smell it with this episode. So we're going to have excited. to add Mongolia to the I, world tour when we come. So hopefully you guys, uh, yeah, we got to come play the UB comedy club. We'll do a live podcast. Oh, I got a lot, it, jokes <laughs> 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 got a lot of dick jokes to tell. Got a lot of dick jokes. That's the show. Everybody. Welcome, guys. UB comedy club. Everybody check it out online. Check him out on you online. Uh, YouTube, check them both him and the show and the comedy club out on YouTube. Kaplan, that's it. What should we do? Let's get lost. Get lost. <laughs> <laughs>